Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. I think effective innovation is just, it's truly mission critical now, right? Like we have to be effectively innovating and trying new things, especially when it comes to digital to be a modern nonprofit and then how we position and how we contact potential supporters and even current supporters to retain them. Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode 81 of Missions to Movement, which is just kind of bananas to say episode 81. And I am very happy to be sitting here with Cameron Ripley, a good friend of mine from Community Boost. And he's joining us from Puerto Rico, which I am (laughs) super jealous. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Cameron. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And congrats on episode 81. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys, Community Boost, I'm a big fan because I love everything to do with social media ads. So we're going to jump into a bunch of things all encompassing digital marketing. But I wanted to make sure at the timing of this episode, so we're at the end of July, which school is about to start. I don't know about everybody else, but in Atlanta, school is about to start in the next week or so. And we're all, I think, getting back into like professional development mindset. And Community Boost has one of, I think, the largest virtual online gathering space for professional development for nonprofits. And the next one is coming up in August. I'm going to have to miss it because I'm going to be in Italy. I'm not (laughs) sure what the time zone (laughs) would be for me to try and join that. But Cameron, will you just share a little bit about how people can sign up and register for that? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to miss you. We love having you within the lineup. Yeah, really excited. 
three days, already over 75 sessions. We're expecting, you know, thousands of different nonprofit professionals to be there. And you can just visit nonprofitmarketingsummit.org. And yeah, you can register for free. And we would love to have you. Sweet. Yeah, it's incredible. The speakers, the lineup they bring in again, it's free. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes that you can check it out. But it's always a really fun, really well curated event. So thank you for hosting that for everybody. So I want to dive into a little bit about you. And I love to get into, you know me, I'm very like tactical driven, Community Boost. So this company that you've built has helped raise over $100 million for more than a thousand nonprofits, which is like snaps. <laughs> and there's obviously a lot to unpack there, right? You've seen a lot of different trends and strategies happen in the space. Social can change all the time. Let's start at kind of like a high level. In 2023, we're in the summer. What have you been seeing work really well right now when it comes to digital marketing for nonprofits? Sure. Well, so 2023, I mean, it, it's definitely been an interesting year, right? And it's also kind of a loaded question, right? I mean, it depends so much of like what stage an organization yes. is and even, you know, what our goals are, right? Are we a museum or a theater and, you know, we're marketing an event or obviously if we're trying to drive donations, there's a whole cycle to that. The past couple of years have, again, been interesting. We've seen industry data of number of donors going down, donor retention going down, you know, things becoming more difficult at least especially in that high level macro environment, especially depending on if you're not in one of these cost sectors that might've like really thrived during the pandemic or something like that. And a lot of people are just, you know, more like, yeah, you know, I expected that or that's not a surprise. And I don't know, part of me, maybe I'm overly optimistic or hopeful, but I'm just like, screw that. Like, no, yeah. yes, that's happening, but we can position our organizations. We can fight through it. And also just what people are wanting is shifting, right? The world is changing. It's changing really fast. And what people expect online is very different. So I know you're asked, you know, wanting tactics, right? But I think it's important to also take a step back. And there's still so much individual giving and individual philanthropy happening. And we can position for that. But it takes innovating and it takes trying new things. And so... There hasn't been, I would say, you know, this, I mean, of course, we're doing a lot more testing and things like TikTok ads and, mm -hmm. you know, all, all these, you know, new platforms, new opportunities. But most of what we've been doing this year is really just identifying an organization's core channel and doing more of it, right? Like there's more we can do within email. There's more we can do in our SEO rankings. And of course, there's more we can do in our social ads, which, you know, I know you do a lot of as well. That's really what we've been focused on, I would say. You know, we're always just trying to balance doing an organization's core channels really well and then having some of our time allocation going to testing emerging channels, right? And, and building that muscle as an organization to try new things as well. Yeah. How does that conversation normally start when a client comes to you and they have X problem or goal they're trying to solve? Where does that kind of like, I don't know if it's a discovery with coming up with that core channel? Like, what's that conversation usually like? Yeah, definitely we'll do a digital marketing assessment, understanding core goals, you know, what their highest priorities are, especially online, what we want to accomplish, right? Lead generation to, you know, donation revenue. And yeah, and then from there it's really a, a prioritization, right? You know, we often organizations don't always have the budget to do everything at once. And so what is the highest priority? 
and you know what's working for them now and what can we do more of there oh this is kind of working oh great like let's scale that meta ads oh you have some traction well yeah. let us get in there and we'll double your return on ad spend and let's put more budget to it right yeah that's really our process and then we're just really big on constant like iteration and optimization and you know quarterly goal setting and you know measuring our success and and also you know learning from what might not have gone well and and to optimize yeah always looking at the data is really important i love something that you said about like maybe trying a different channel. So I know with threads that came out recently, there's a whole bunch of conversation around AI tools. There's something that's always new, right? And like debuting all the time. How do you really think about and maybe consult around effective innovating and not just jumping on like the new shiny object? I remember when Snapchat came out and I was working at an agency in New York City at the time. And I remember our CEO was like, we have to know everything about Snapchat and talk to our clients about Snapchat and see if we get them on Snapchat and everything. And it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, (laughs) let's like pump the brakes for a hot second. They're not even maybe doing X, Y, and Z, right? That's like currently working. So like, what's your thought on really effectively innovating within an organization? (laughs) Definitely. I mean, it's certainly a balance. I mean, I think effective innovation is just, it's truly mission critical now, right? Like we have to be effectively innovating and trying new things, especially when it comes to digital to be a modern nonprofit and then how we position and how we contact potential supporters and even current Mm -hmm. supporters to retain them. I'm just curious, what is modern nonprofit? What's a great example of that? (laughs) A great example? Well... I think you had like charity water on just on your podcast, right? So I've been in the space for like 10 or 11 years. So I've always just like really thought that they did things really well, where it's the brand's really great, but then they're constantly testing, but they're super supporter centric. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many amazing causes that, that do things well. And I guess it's just simply like meeting people where their attention really is at, right? That's my definition of it. It's, you know, we're not just mass sending direct mailers and we're not just buying huge lists and kind of hoping we're we're actually trying to cultivate a relationship whether it's digitally or with more direct mail or or a combination of it or events and our whole strategy is cohesive yeah i totally agree i love that and i think a lot of what i've seen even from the consumer e-commerce standpoint is personalization and so if that's what we're expecting there we're expecting the same thing on the nonprofit side, I reached out recently to an organization that I'm a monthly donor for. And the only emails every month that I was getting was my receipt. And I literally reached out on LinkedIn to the development person. I was like, look, I teach on monthly giving. And I was like, I just wanted to let you know, the last email that was sent was asking me to increase my gift, but I have no idea what has been happening in the organization for the past year. There's been like no updated impact stats because of the social algorithms, I'm not seeing like your content pop up. So it's like proactively thinking about that. And I think that also, right, going back to supporter centric, thinking about like all the new modern tools that are accessible to us and how can we just like switch those on? And most of them can be automated so that it's not like strenuous on us for time and energy, but it can be something that we set up once and just continue to run. I want to jump into... Mm a topic that I love to talk about, which is paid social. I want to talk about LinkedIn and YouTube, but first, Facebook and Instagram, right, are like the two primary juggernauts that are meta, that are ran together. 
listener, if you do not know, you run Facebook and Instagram ads on one platform together. I think that's a misnomer that some people don't understand. So what have you seen working? I guess more importantly too, what have you seen not working in the past couple of years? Because there's been a lot of updates and changes. Yeah, definitely been a lot of updates. I mean, overall, they still definitely work. Certainly a core channel for the majority of our partners. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, depending on your goals, right? Like if you're doing ticket sales for a theater or your museum or any science center, I mean, it really crushes. That goes super well for fundraising and individual giving. I mean, we use it in all sorts of ways of the funnel. We'll use meta ads to build donor pipeline with lead gen ads to cold audiences. And then again, connecting that with email to your point just a minute ago. I mean, like revamping email is usually one of the highest priorities uh, when it comes to digital recommendations. And there's usually so much more we can do there. Remarketing ads are huge within meta ads. We got a first time gift. And again, like, okay, let's run ads at someone like you. Like, what is the impact we've made? Right. And let's yeah. see if we can convert this person to a recurring donor. So that's usually a huge part of our strategy. And then overall, I mean, you know, I know these are higher level tips, but, you know, video ads are just critical. Like, having quality video ads really takes the performance on meta to that next level. Have you seen a difference between like more raw style video versus more like high quality? We work with a mix of creative. Honestly, I'd have to even like pulse our team on that. But I feel like it really the fact that it's just video really, really helps. I mean, and we encourage organizations to just get content out, especially if you're newer to producing video consistently. So let's let the data decide, right? Like, let's try a raw versus a polished and, and see what works best. You know, there's small optimizations of like always adding closed captioning and then those type of things that are best practice. But yeah, you know, running that even on Meta, we, we run on YouTube as well, which is a bit more on the brand awareness side, but really cost effective. And then tracking has obviously become more difficult and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how deep you go with your audience on there, but you know, we're, we're, you know, of course trying to do more offline conversion reporting and, and using the, what we call CAPI or the conversion API, if, and when we can do that for, you know, connecting like our donor data from our donation platform into the meta ads platform. Have you seen on, so there's been a lot of conversation around audiences. And I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, but Facebook has over a decade of data on us. Presumably one of the smartest algorithms out there in understanding our behaviors and our habits and influences online. So when it comes to running ads, what's your perspective on literally having a broad campaign with basically no audience segmenting except for maybe country and age? and letting it run and letting it find its own audience versus giving it a few parameters. Have you seen anything with that? Yeah. I mean, we definitely prefer parameters and to always be like testing different, whether it's interest or behavioral or just like testing that and versus almost like A-B testing audiences often with like very similar creative. We don't just only go broad and like rely on the algorithm. That's our typical best practice. Okay. Interesting. I was just curious. What about, so 
Facebook and Instagram are the primaries, but I have a lot of people that ask me about LinkedIn and YouTube as well. And I know in the Charity Water episode you referenced, they do a lot of ads on YouTube because they have a lot of incredible video content. What's your take on LinkedIn and YouTube? When to use them? What are they best for? Any thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, just first talking LinkedIn, right? I feel like personally, I go on it more now for more kind of check the feed and it, I enjoy the content it's curating and, you know, it's more work related and, and things like that. And so the organic reach on LinkedIn is people are seeing really strong success. And, you know, I think that's probably my top tip for LinkedIn is first just start organically with your executive director. You know, they have kind of building that personal brand for the organization. You know, you can get your board involved as well obviously is an amazing tool for recruitment and whether it's for volunteers or staffing. As far as the ad side, I would say it's, you know, better for, you know, trying to build relationships with certain industries for corporate giving, corporate partnerships. But, you know, first leaning organically, the the ads are the thing that I think is like most cost effective is probably like RSVPing to events and things like that. But most organizations, it's not the first place we're looking to put budget. It's more of like a very, like you have a very specific goal as far as the ad side. Yeah. For YouTube, I mean, we're definitely pretty bullish on it. And again, you know, we want to market where people's attention is at. And obviously, there's so much attention on YouTube and it, it can be really cost effective, right? Like we're, you know, usually paying a couple cents and only somebody watches, say, 30 seconds of a video or something like that. And there's, plenty of impressions you get you don't even pay for but it's definitely more brand building they have been certainly improving the lead gen side of it a little bit like whether it's collecting email address on our site or something like that so the targeting capabilities are improving and and we're definitely paying attention to it right it's again it's where people's attention is at so yeah what's the difference because i'm just not as well versed in youtube ads what's the difference of building an audience for youtube ads versus meta like options wise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, different targeting parameters, but at minimum, like running remarketing on both is a great place to start to, right? Even if, you know, that's primarily what you're using for YouTube. And remarketing just for listeners, what do you mean by that? Right. Like somebody who's hit your site, right? And maybe hasn't yet donated or, or something like that or has donated and you just want to stay top of mind, right? Because yep. we're always earning the right for someone to donate again. Yeah, that's the magic of anytime, right? Listener that you go to, my example is always when I'm going to like Airbnb to book something and then I forget or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Facebook or wherever or YouTube and immediately you're prompted with an ad from Airbnb. And that's how they're doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then some things you're asking about like differences too, but with YouTube, right, it's the Google platform. So it's tied into like search as well. So you can be targeting based on like search intent, you know, what someone Googled within Google, and yeah. then now they're seeing a video, right? So I don't know, you have a, a really dreamy keyword search, right? Uh, someone who donate best nonprofits to donate to for veterans, right? And you know, you, you happen to want to try to target someone search that and now they can see a video of our veteran organization, right? That's awesome. So that's a really powerful difference between targeting on Meta versus YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that, that connection into search. Yeah, because YouTube technically has more of an intent, 
right? When you're going there, Mm -hmm. you're searching for something usually versus on just naturally how we use Facebook and Instagram as more of a scrolling, not mindless, I want to say, but kind of sometimes (laughs) or just like mindless. That's where I was going with it. Yeah. 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 But that's partly the difference with YouTube as well as, you know, when we're scrolling on Instagram or we're kind of looking for entertainment, right? Or we're bored or whatever. And we are often more likely to maybe take a call to action, whether it's to donate or you're not afraid to hop off of the platform where sometimes with YouTube, it it can be more brand building, right? There might be watching a a longer video and I don't actually, you know, want to leave this video at this time. But again, it's definitely improving on the actual lead gen capabilities though as well. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to dive more into that and do some research. I'm always curious about other platforms and advertising. I do want to go back to really quickly, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the Nonprofit Marketing Summit that's coming up. It brings together over 25,000 nonprofit professionals. So no FOMO if you're not there, just (laughs) saying. (laughs) But I did want to talk about the logistics of this event because that is an enormous amount of people to gather virtually to sign up for something. And that's proof in itself. When did you start doing these nonprofit summits? We ran our first one, I think it was August 2020 during the pandemic. I mean, we... Still so new. That wasn't that long ago. Three years ago? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. But, you know, we were really excited for our conference schedule that year. We're going to speak at a couple stages. and, And then, of course, the world shut down. And so, you know, part of our values is to, you know, we are bold. And we're like, let's just launch. We had always talked about this idea of a summit. And like, this seems like a really great moment and let's do it. So our first one was one day, nine sessions and it was like 2,700 registrations. We're like, wow, this is cool. And so for us, we, we kind of saw that there's these, our team would go through these cycles, right? So like August, September, it's like, oh, year ends like around the corner and we're prepping for it. So we're like, well, let's do one in August and it's to really gear us up to take full advantage of year end. And obviously we cover a lot of topics, but there's a lot of that. And then let's do one at the beginning of the year where we reflect on last year and, you know, talk more about evergreen campaigns and system building and things like that. So yeah, our first one was 2,700 people. And then we did it again in February, 2021. I think we had 10,000 and we did a, one in August with like 12,000. And for us, we've always just set really big goals. I mean, it's, we would tell sponsors our last one, like we're going to get 25,000 registrations. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we did it. Now we're sticking at 25,000. We're not constantly pushing that number up. And for us, we're really focused on just further engagement and, you know, still maintaining really high show up rates. But really, we've just been blessed to have our community, you know, the nonprofit space loves to help each other out. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, now it's three days, 75 sessions. Sometimes I think it's even four stages with rooms. You know, we invested in some really, you know, technology to, to better the experience during that time window. Yeah, so I'm really excited. And, you know, I think the whole point is to just, I don't know, we would go to these conferences and, you know, they were great, but sometimes, you know, you just want to deep dive into how do I set up Google Analytics for, right? Right. How do I do this specific thing, right? To really get tactical. And that's kind of why I love this event, right? Our our mission is to empower social venture change in the world. And I think a huge, you know, while it's cool for us to help hundreds of nonprofits every year, 
it's a lot cooler if we can help thousands, right? And just, you know, teaching the things we're doing that we're spending all day, every day trying to master and helping people shortcut that. Absolutely. I'm sure for anybody who's listening that is an event planner or has an event where they would love to grow at that like amount every year, how do you think it went from like the 2700, which was probably like a mixture of clients, maybe they invited some people to that growth of the next year of 10,000? Like what were the strategies that you guys employed to help make that leap happen? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, really practicing what we preach. So a lot of email marketing, there's a lot of social ads. When we had some initial success, we were then able to go to you know potential sponsors. And you know, part of our agreement is, hey, we want you to cross promote this. We need you to hit your list as well. And so, yeah, leveraging partnerships. Of course, our email list has really gotten built, and then a lot, of, a lot of social ads. That's most of the playbook. Right, um, nice. It's a pretty lean team. I mean, to be honest. You know, we try to empower speakers, give them, you know, graphics to share on social and stuff like that. But one thing you love about meta ads, right, is like we have a an ad running and then people are just tagging their work colleagues to come to the event and to drive yes. new registrations. So. I think that's such a good like little secret hack tip that you just shared. So listeners, ads are not on your main organic feed. They're shared to write a specific audience, a specific time, a specific messaging, but something that you can still engage with ads. Same thing, leaving comments and something creative that I've seen in the past. We did some of this with Movember is you can provide calls to action. This event is free and you can provide a call to action, like tag a friend or colleague that should join you, which then helps A, get more engagement, build a more like-minded audience that Facebook is like, oh, these types of people are engaging with this ad. Let me go find other people like this. So the more that you do that. So that's a really good hack to think about, listener, in your copy for ads, how can you get creative in building more engagement on your ad, which then is helping Meta to find more people like that. Just a little nugget of information. Yeah, no, it's a great, great tip. (laughs) Yeah, and I think other than that, you know, we... Last part is, you know, just really trying to really focus on quality speakers. And I think that's half the battle is just bringing in some amazing speakers that, yeah. you know, people do a great job teaching and, yeah. you know, that drives a lot of like word of mouth. I love that. I have two more kind of questions for you. And this one is not prepared. This is just me like totally riffing because I'm curious. <laughs> so 2023, you are running this company. What are the things that are exciting you the most? personally as like the owner of a business in the nonprofit sector like what are you really focused on and what's exciting you in the next like six months to a year yeah so community boost i mean we were talking about innovation in this call right and you know one thing i probably didn't hit is to really be effective we built out an innovation department last year and you know just felt like it was that mission critical right like most agencies will say they do everything and then they'll kind of land on some channels that you know, are providing a ton of value and then they kind of ride that <laughs> and then eventually they don't innovate, right? And so we don't want to be that. We won't always want to market where people's attention is that for our partners. So we built that out and to really like we're we're definitely becoming much more like full service, but ensuring we're doing it incredibly well. So we've rolled out a ton of new services, even like with our web development. Like we weren't really doing major web development projects until recently. But even our approach there is we're offering what we call growth-driven design, right? And Mm -hmm. it's much more like 
foundational and you build, it's faster and doesn't take months and months and months to launch a site that we don't really know if it's even going to work and, and drive the results we ultimately want. So yeah, that, that's just super exciting for us. And whether, you know, it's that it's, we've built out like a ton of new ad channels from TikTok ads to digital audio ads to cool. even our email offer, things like that. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm just always fired up on that. And then we did launch our accelerator program, which I'm really excited about too, where it's courses, yes, but it's coaching and community. And that's been really neat to see that start to grow. Awesome. There's always so many different buckets that the CEO can fall into, right? And things that take up a time and energy and effort, of course. And so it's always neat to like get a little peek behind like where your mind's at and in the sector as it grows. And and I don't know, I think like for what you talked about at the beginning, yes, there was a report that came out with some like not so great stats, but I think everything within context, right? One thing that I always point out is monthly giving was up and that's huge. I mean, monthly givers are the most passionate people and they're sticking around with amazing retention rates. So it's like, let's not look at just like the downside of the data, but let's look at the, what the really positive aspect is of the data too. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Totally. People want to give. <laughs> yeah. And I think to your point, is individual giving down because of just financial factors or is it down because we're not all moving into modern nonprofits? So is it the technology that's preventing that growth? I think there's just a lot of like a lot more mm-hmm. questions that need to be added more than just is it down because financials are down. I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. the case when I see days like Amazon Prime making billions of dollars like funds are still being spent. I see the airport in Atlanta and it is packed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely super nuanced and yeah, the airport's packed and flights are crazy expensive, up 48% in a year or whatever it is. But yeah, it's nuanced, but as modern nonprofit, we definitely have to get off of just chasing major gifts, right? We have to build more predictability into our model and build community online. I'm working on, so I haven't announced this like publicly, but I am working on a book interviewing 15 different nonprofits on their monthly giving programs. And I'm just a couple interviews in. And one of the questions that I ask is, if you could do blank, like in regards to their monthly giving program, what would it have been? Like something you wish you would have done. And Mm -hmm. both organizations that I've talked to have said started sooner because the monthly giving provides them the sustainability and the ability to forecast and build projects based on that. So just with that said, that's just like a little yeah. nugget to think about if you haven't already. Where do you go for professional development and learning? Are you reading books or is there a podcast? Like where's your sweet spot for continuing when you have those innovation meetings? <laughs> yeah, no, great question. I mean, I really all of the above. I, I think it's really one of our core values is we are relentless learners. And so those are people that thrive within Community Boost. But yeah, I love Audible. I love reading as well. I got a whole spreadsheet of 150 books. I'd be happy to share with anyone that's oh my God, you know, that's really awesome. impacted me. I, I share it with a lot of our new hires and stuff. But uh, yeah, tons of podcasts, whether it's marketing, business, macroeconomics. And then I, I do try to connect with a lot of other agency owners that are in the for-profit space that, you know, running agencies that are hundreds of people and and larger than us, but 
you know, there's a lot of fun, like money that goes in there. Right. And so a lot of what I do is what's working there. And then how do we shape that and put this nonprofit focus within certain channels and things like that? Yeah. It's so good. That's so important. That last aspect about talking to people and organizations that maybe aren't exactly what you do, but they have the mindset that you're looking to have. I just listened to a podcast episode this morning that it really struck with me where she said she was talking about how she made like her first million. And she's like, a large part of it was I would listen to a podcast episode every week that embodied the mindset and the energy that I wanted to have. And so that I was able to soak up the energy from that person. And that's how I would hope to like lead my week. And I was like, that is so good. (laughs) And I was like, I totally need to start doing that. And so I think a lot of times we're so focused on the problems or issues that we're sitting in and we're running our businesses like in that moment and our organizations like that. But to really think about how do I actually run my organization with where I want us to be? Mm-hmm. having that mindset and what do I need to actually get there? I don't know. It's just a interesting mindset yeah. shift. No, it's super powerful. I think if I could go back in time and talk to my younger self, it, it would definitely be to, you know, seek more mentorship faster and ask for help because people are, are willing to help you and help shortcut whatever challenge you're dealing with. And most of what we're dealing with, someone has definitely dealt with. Absolutely. You just need to talk to him. Yep. So Cameron, if somebody does want to talk to you <laughs> and reach out, where's the best place that they can connect with you? Sure. Well, I mean, my email is public, so you can always email me at Cameron at communityboost.org. And I'm quite responsive. LinkedIn's a great place too. I'm, I'm always there and, and checking that out. And yeah, be sure to follow Community Boost in all the places as well. So. Yes. And then one more shout out. What's the website where people can RSVP for the event? Yes. Yeah. We would love to have you register for the Nonprofit Marketing Summit. So it's nonprofitmarketingsummit.org. Yeah. Register, share it with your friends, share it on social, and we'll we'll definitely see you in August. It's going to be an amazing time. So Amazing. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories and tag positive equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.